0: Matthew chapter number three. Look at Matthew chapter three. We'll read uh, verses 13 through 17. The Lord give me a scripture, Of course, it's about where uh, John baptized Jesus. So I thought I was going to talk about baptizing. About <coughs> today. The Lord give me something different to look at as uh, I begin to look at these scriptures. So, uh. Uh, we're really going to be talking about baptizing um, in this, but that's what I thought. Well, we're going to preach on baptism that that, that, that'd be a good message to preach on since we're having a bad time. chapter 3 and 13 says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh out of me. Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer be to us now, for that it be cometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus When he was baptized, went straightway out of the water. And lo, the heaven were opened up unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, Thus is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your blessings, O Lord. We thank you that you've allowed us to come together. Father, we come down to the time of the preaching, O Lord. Father, we pray that it be you preaching and not us, O Lord. Father, we pray that you reach down, God, and, uh, Lord, just uh, speak through us, O Lord, I pray, and anoint us with the Holy Ghost, O Lord, to be able to do that you've called us to do. Father, we ask you this morning, Lord, to just uh, use our lips and uh, our lips and tongue to play, Lord, just to do that you have it to say, Lord, I pray, God, we ask you, Lord, to have your way. And if there's one here that needs you in some way, form, or fashion, Lord, I pray you touch them. Give them that if they stand in need of, oh Lord. Father, I pray that you'd hear from them and they'd hear from you, Lord. Father, that all things today, Lord, would work out the way you see fit. Father, having thy way and thy will, Father, this morning we pray. Would you lead us and guide us, direct us, help us, I pray, to give you the honor, you the glory, and you the praise. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 So what I I want to preach on this morning, the Lord's willingness, is letting die, letting die this morning. See that it is, and I preached some a message similar to this before, but uh, not in this same way. But you know, I, I thought about this is, we like to be in control, right? Amen. We, I don't know about you, but I like to be the one that's in control uh, uh, whatever situations going on. I want to be the one that's in control and not depending on somebody else, not not somebody else uh, doing it or, 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 or performing or whatever. I want to be the one that's in control. I kind of like driving. You know, when Nicole and I got married for the first twenty years, I drove everywhere. It didn't matter where we went, what we done, I drove. Now the past three or four. I try my best to get in the passenger seat, but I drove, it didn't matter, we go on vacation, I drove all the way there and all the way back. I mean, I, I, I drove probably 90% of the time that we went anywhere because I want to be in control. I want to be the one that's steering that steering wheel and not depending on somebody else. Not, one, not somebody else, even though they might be the best driver. I'm, if I'm in the passenger seat, I'm nervous. And, and, and I, I've got a hold of something or whatever uh, because I, I, I'm a, I'm afraid I, I get a little nervous because I ain't the one that's got the steering wheel. I ain't the one that's going to be able to hit those brakes when somebody pulls out in front of us. So it, it makes me a little bit nervous. <clears throat> one time I broke down. I was, I, I was on the other side of Atlanta, and I broke down on the side of the interstate, and I was headed up to North Carolina and, uh, with a load of stuff on my trailer and... And I'd have somebody else to come and look and up to my trailer. Well, they wound up driving all the way, and I'm tired. I'm talking, this is the middle of the night. I've been up all night trying to work on the, the front wheel bearing, went off on, on, on my truck. So I'm sitting on the interstate most of the night. So I finally had somebody gets there, and I think, well, I'm just going to sleep. I could sleep from, from the other side of Atlanta to North Carolina back to Sand Mountain. I never could even take a little bit of an nap. I was nervous, because somebody else was driving. Somebody else was over there in, 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 in control of things. So I, I want to be that controller. And so I, I that's just the way we are as humans, I believe, is we want to be the one that's in control. We want to be the one that's able to take to, to do whatever. But see, the thing about it is, is is look at I want you to look at something with us this morning. And and I want to back up and I want to read verse number 11. He said, I am I, I, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. So once you look at that right there, he said, Mightier than I. Now see, we, we in our hearts know that it's good to let the Lord have control, amen. But why would but you look at this, why don't we let the Lord have that control when we back up and we see that here's John now, here's John, the forerunner of Jesus, amen. Here's the he's the forerunner of the Lord. Amen. But he says, listen, there's somebody coming, amen, that's mightier than I am. There's somebody coming that's got more power than I can. And I've got all I'm going to do is baptize you in, uh, in water, Amen. But He's going to baptize you, Amen, with the Holy Ghost. He's going to baptize you, Amen, with this. So with fire, but so He's powerful. He's mightier than I am, uh, Amen. So we think about this, and so why why do we want why do we want to have control, uh, Amen? When the Lord is mightier than we are, Amen. He's got more power, Amen, than you and I could ever think about, Amen. He's got more power that all of us put together here, amen, and he's bigger, and he sees more, and he knows more than all of us put together, amen, but we want that control, amen, we want to do things our way, we want things to happen our way, but see, the thing about it is, is we need to let him have full control of our lives, we need to let him, amen, say, okay, we need to look at and say, okay, Lord, you be my guider, you be my director, amen, you be my leader, you have full control. I'm going to take off of the reins, I'm going to let go of the reins, and you come and you grab a hold of them, and you control my life. The see, is where we are. Devin's been riding horses a lot lately, There's a lot of you full of horses, and, and, and I, I thought about this, is, is you know, you get up on that horse and you got a hold of the reins and, 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 and You got that horse, but now if that's one of them old stupid, stubborn horses, amen, it don't matter how how you pull on the reins, uh, amen, it don't do any good. they're going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to buck, they're going to rire up, they're going to do all that. That's how you and I are. Amen. That's the Lord's got a hold of the reins. Uh, we said, okay, Lord, you control us. Amen. But we continue to still buck. We continue to still rire up. Uh, amen. We continue to go around in circles and, and do all these other things when the Lord's got a hold of the reins. And all we got to do is let him guide us. Yeah. Amen. amen. Why don't we do that? See, that's the problem. And I know for a fact, church, that that's the way it happens. I, people says, oh, you know, well, you know, no, you can control a horse. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If a horse wants to do it, amen, I, I don't care how good of a horse it is. If it wants to do it, it's going to do it. I don't care how tight you got on them reins. Because, Daddy. Several years ago, Daddy got a hold of, he was on. A, he was on a wagon. We were on a wagon. Even And them horses got spooked. And, and Daddy about saw one of them's mouth into trying to get them to stop. Amen. And the next thing you know, he hit a tree. He had a wreck. Amen. And he hit the tree. The horse hit the tree. He hit the tree. And he spent about a month in the hospital. And he about saw them horses' mouths into with them reins. He was a sawing and everything he could do trying to get them to stop. Sometimes I believe the Lord got a hold of us and he's doing everything he can do to make us stop. But yet we're, we're continuing to say, Lord, I got control of this. I know what I'm doing. I, I know where I need to be going. And the Lord saying, you're fixing to hit the tree. You're fixing to hit the tree. Why don't we listen? Amen? Why don't we listen? He's mightier than we are. He has more power than we have. He's great. Than anything on this earth. Amen. Yes. So it's hard for us to let go and let God, because there's something within each of us that tells us that the way we want to go, do, and go is better than what He knows. So we we look at Text Scripture. And we look at uh, verse number 14. It says, but John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? So uh, does that not sound like us? Did you hear what John said now? John said, John, John listen, verse 14, he said, John forbid him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. He said, this, is, this is John. Amen. That, that's a forerunner for the Lord. Amen. And he knows the power of God. But yet he's telling, he's telling the Lord what needs to happen. Amen. How many times have we done this said Lord, here's what needs to happen. Amen. There's something that's with inside of us that says, Lord, we know better. Amen. And that's the what that's the same thing John was saying. John said, Hey, listen, I know what needs to happen. I don't need to baptize you, but you need to baptize me. Amen. So here we see that the, that that we that John was going against what the Lord wanted and telling the Lord, uh, amen, what needed to happen. Like, like John, like, and that's the way we are. Like we're smarter than God. Amen. Like we're smarter than God. God created this world. Amen. God created us. Uh, God created me and you. Uh, amen. So like we're smarter than he is. Uh, amen. But a lot of times we think we are. Okay. Lord, I, here's what needs to happen. Here's what needs to take place. I'll preach I ain't never done that. Nah, I, you probably have, because I know why. I have. I met to the Lord and said, Here, Lord, here's what I need to here's what needs to happen. Here's what I need you to do. And I guess the Lord's up there like, huh. Yeah, probably laughing at everything. You think you're smarter than me. Hey, Amen. I figured out we ain't smarter than the fifth grade. Amen? I've watched them shows before, and they figured out. How in the world, fifth grader knows? I've been in this world a whole long time, and more than that, and I don't know half of what they know. And I think I'm smarter than God? I think I know what God said to Him, God to do. That I know what needs to happen. Church, Amen. Listen to me. We don't. We know. We're not smarter than God. Amen. We need to let God, God have control of it. Amen. And quit trying to tell God what to do and, and ask God to tell me what I need to do. Amen? God, what do I need to do? Because see, here's the thing. Here, here, here's the deal with this. Is, and you know this. We're, you and I, we're just seeing what's in front of us. Amen? All you and I know is what's fit is what's taking place at the very moment. You and I don't even know what's going to take place the next second. We have ideas, we have, you know, we think we know what's going to happen, we have plans of what's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen the next second. But God does. Yes. God knows what's going to happen the next second, next month, next year, next ten years, whatever it is. God knows what's going to happen. All I know is what's going on right this second. Something inside of us says, I cannot let God take control because I need to tell God what to do. Listen. There's always that voice. Amen? Listen to that voice. Verse 15. And Jesus answered him and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it is; it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered. In other words, he said, Right now is the time for this to happen. You need to let it happen, and then he let it happen. Amen. So some, what I'm saying is we need to give in to the Lord and say, Okay, God, I'm listening to what you're saying I am listening to the voice that you are speaking to me with. When we begin to learn that God is in control, amen, whether we like it or not, whether we want him in control or not, he's in control of every bit of this, amen. He's in control of every single bit of this. Everything that happens, God's in control of it, church. So when we decide we're going to listen to that voice, amen, that's speaking to us, amen, whether it be an audible voice, whether it be just speaking to your soul, or whether it's in the Scripture, however God may speak to you, understand, just listen to that voice, amen. And I promise you when we begin to learn to listen to the voice of the Lord, here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a better Christian life, yes. amen? Yes, We're going to have a better Christian life. Not just a better life in general. Amen. We'll have a better life. But we'll also have a better Christian life. Because we know God's in control of this. Amen. If we let God have control of everything about us. Amen. And say, okay, Lord, I'm listening to you. Uh, Let me tell you what's going to happen. He will not lead you astray. He will not lead you into any type of evil. He will not lead you into sin. Uh, But the Lord will keep you on a straight path. Amen. He'll keep you going to the narrow gate. Amen. The way to heaven. Amen. Uh, That's the way the Lord's going to lead you. You'll not go down any crooked roads. Uh, Amen. If you listen to God every single time He speaks to you, you'll have a better Christian. It's better when you just let go and let God, church. It's better when we just let go and we let God. Listen to the Lord. I promise you, He knows what He's talking about. I promise you, He knows uh, what you need and where you need to go. Brother Eric was talking a little bit in Sunday school this morning, talking about tempting. God's not going to tempt you. He's not going to tempt you and, 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 and test you and try you and put you in situations just to see what you'll do. God's going to put you in a path that you need to be on. God's going to put you where you need to be. He meant to make you have a better life. See, the thing about it is, what did the Lord say? He said, I come to not only give life, but abundant life, church. He come to give us an abundant life. We can have a better life. It's because the reason we don't have a better Christian life is it's our fault. That our Christian life ain't better. That our Christian walk isn't better. It's our fault. Because we limit God. We limit Him for what He can do. We don't listen to Him. We think we know more. You're sitting there, I don't really think you. You know what that reminds me? I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what that reminds me of? What the, it, it, all you've got kids reminds you of your kid, don't they? They know more than you've ever knew. you dumb as a box of rocks. Amen? Surely somebody gave me <laughs> If you've got kids, you come over before the Mayflower did, and you don't know anything. Dad, you just don't understand. You just don't know. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what's happening. I understand this. I know there's a lot of things different in the world than they were when I was a teenager. When I was growing up, I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. I do know a little thing. Amen? I've been there. I've been there. I've been through some things. I know some stuff. I ain't dumb as a box of rocks. Just a half a box. But that's the way we are, ain't it? God, I know you don't understand what I'm going through. It wouldn't like this 2,000 years ago. It wouldn't like this when you, you made the world. I'm going to tell you something. It was pretty bad, amen, when, the, when it got pretty bad because uh, God destroyed uh, the world, amen, with a flood, amen. And then, you know, God destroyed Sodom and more all these things. And guess what? It was some bad times back then. God understands what your life is today. Listen to me. Listen to me. But Don't you look. I'm going to do one verse. I'm trying to be a little quicker today. You know, not you hang out here. Yeah. It's hard to let go and let go. But the Father confirms who was right so that we would know without a doubt it is Jesus. What does he say? Verse 17 says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Father confirms who we need to be listening to. Amen. Amen. Yes. He said, This is my Son, and I am well pleased. He confirms the church, that the Lord, that we need to be listening to the Lord confirms who we need to let have our issues, our problems. He confirms who we need to let have control in our life. This is my son. My son in whom I am well pleased. That's the way. That's, That's Jesus. He said that. That's Jesus. That's, who That's who's always right. Mm-hmm. Amen. He's always right. Could you imagine being Jesus' brother? Because he's always right. Well, would not that be so? I mean, you just think about it because, you know, like my kids argue all the time. The, they're all three right. I don't know how in the world they got three different answers, but they're all three right. How in the world that happens? I ain't figured it out oh, yet. But you all three right? But the thing about it is, if he was he was Jesus' brother, amen, You—it don't matter how much you argue, Jesus is still right. He's right. So, so you know, could you imagine? They, you couldn't argue with him. He's like, well, I guess he's right. You Look at this scripture right here. There's two plans going on in this scripture, amen? Two two plans. John had his plan and Jesus had his plan. Well, see, here's the thing. is most of the time our plan don't line up with the plan of the Lord. Our plan doesn't line up. Because I've had plans and the Lord said, no, that's not what's going to work. That's not what's going to happen, amen? And I've had to change my plans because the Lord said, here's the plan. John had to change his plans because it didn't line up with the Lord's plans. Amen. John said, I want you to baptize me. And the Lord said, no, you're going to baptize me. The Lord had a plan. John had a plan. But John had to change his plan. Amen. Because he knew that the Lord was right. So sometimes we have to change our plans. Amen. Sometimes, church, you've got to change your plans. You might think you've got a good plan going on. That's kind of like I said a while ago. I said... I said, here's my plan of what's going to happen throughout the service, amen, but I'm only going to be able to do what God's plan is. That's all I can do, amen. Whatever the Lord's plan is, it's the only thing I can do. And I promise you, when, when you let your plan line up to the Lord's plan, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be awesome. It's going to work out the way it needs to work out. His thoughts are a lot higher than ours. His thoughts are better than ours. His thoughts and his plan leads us to the exact place we need to be, doing the exact thing we need to do. Brother mentioned this morning, he said, "Getting in the perfect will of God." Well, that's how you get in the perfect will of God. Amen. You just let your plan be his plan. Whatever his plan is, that's that's how we go with it. Just like your wife, you know. You may have a plan to do something else, but your wife got a different plan. That's the plan you're going to have to go with. Ah, Surely I ain't going to want it to (laughs) happen. y'all watch, y'all going to eat good glutes, y'all going to eat the preacher. Y'all know what that preacher said? (coughs) But he was right. (laughs) (laughs) what What I said, all this to say this right here, church. It's time for us to let go and let God. Amen? Let go and let God. We're trying to hold on. See, there's another issue, and I'm going, to, let me preach this for another minute. I'm going to give you this one for a boss. The problem we have is we'll go down to this old altar right here and we'll cry out to God and we'll ask God to forgive us of our sins. We'll ask God to take over our life. We ask God to do all these things. But the problem with it is, is we leave most of it behind, but we come back with just a little bit of it. We say, what happens? We're coming back with just a little bit of it because we still don't want to let go. But if you'll just let go and let God, I promise you, it'll be, it'll work out the way it needs to. When you go up to the altar and you get down there and you cry out before the Lord, amen, and you're talking to him, amen, go ahead and let go of all of it. Don't hold it. Don't, let, don't pick it back up and take it back to your pew. Let go. Let go, church. Amen.